0: Welcome back to the United Pubcast, the podcast of the official Man United Supporters Club here in Sydney for, I don't know how to describe this, Larry, a rare win, not only a rare win, but a rare performance, a rare one-matter start, one-matter's first start of the season in the English Premier League, so there is a lot to discuss. I'm just happy to discuss three points and a win. Unbelievable scenes at Old Trafford.
1: Tom Ford tonight, forget the negativity, let's just enjoy it for what it was. It was three points at Old Trafford and a way to give the fans something to smile about. So no complaints from me tonight, I'm just going to focus purely on the 90 minutes and let's just keep it good vibes, eh? Happy as Larry today.
0: Sounds good, mate. Sounds good. As always, good to see Josh and Rob in the comments as usual, if I'm making sure there will be plenty of uh, talking points, Well, it was pretty straightforward in regards to the game and sort of talking points, Um, there are sort of many things that have popped up in regards to Mata, Ronaldo, Jesse Lingard's brother we're going to touch on at the end. So if you are in the live chat, please do leave us your thoughts on all that and um, Larry obviously uh, post-match review, so we usually always sort of start that on a team selection and um, pretty much the same team except I did get my wish and um, my man, one matter, comes in for the guy who I've been asking to be dropped in, Marcus Rashford. And on the uh, sort of look of everything, Larry, I would say it was probably the right decision when you see how things went. So was I? am I smart or is, is everyone sort of picking this or because I felt quite sort of vindicated in my in my team selection.
1: Yeah, I mean, feel vindicated, Tom. i got to say, it was, in my opinion, the the best United I've looked in possession all season. No doubt about it. We controlled the game start to finish. The most complete performance. I know there's been some games where perhaps it's been more enthralling, a better scoreline. For example, the 3-0 against Tottenham at home. But in terms of a, a complete performance, you're keeping possession, you're attacking... They didn't threaten us. Crucially, the defence didn't look fragile. I mean, yes, at times they look fragile, but every team's going to have chances in a football game. All in all, I thought this was one of the better performances of the season.
0: Do you put, and it's very to we're going to do a one-matter sort of segment at the end probably, and here we are, I'm going to say, oh, the difference is one matter. Was it? Like in regards to playing him in that position, we've, we've discussed earlier out. You need Bruno Fernandez in, in the team in regards to how productive he is in regards to goals and assists. So it's very hard to drop him. But we've all made, always made the case in regards to I think we actually played better football, whether that be without Bruno in the team, but especially with one matter in that position. Not so much one matter on the right, but one matter in Bruno Fernandez's position. So I'm not putting the great performance of everyone played well. I'm not putting it solely down to one matter. But I very well could make a strong, very, very strong case that it was down to one matter's inclusion in that area of the pitch.
1: Yeah, it's it's a tricky one. I think one matter absolutely contributes to the level of performance. When I say we've had the most complete game in with the ball, how can you not bring up one Mata? I know, like, honestly, he deserves his own segment on, on, in terms of this episode. And it, you, I guess it just, you, you're left with your hands, with your head in your hands because. His first start in the Premier League this season, Tom. Just you can't not think I, what could have been. I didn't realize that
0: until the commentator said it. Like I knew he hadn't been playing, but, you know, I think got one start in the Champions League, probably, probably a League Cup sort of thing as well. First start in the Premier League. It's in it's in May. Like it's just it, here's a comment here from um, Mike saying Matter criminally underutilized this season, especially when Bruno has been out of form in the number ten position. And Larry, I'll just throw this question to you, um, George. Saying what are your thoughts? Bruno starting in a in a wider role long term, but I don't think sort of long term. But in regards to what was the formation today? Because obviously one matter, he sort of drifted wide. He was on the right at times, on the left at times, but it was your natural sort of number 10 performance. But what was the system Ralph was sort of trying to implement? Was it almost a throwback to when he first came in and he almost played Rashford, not not Rashford, sorry, Alanga and Ronaldo up front and almost Bruno and one matter in that triple two formation?
1: Um, I actually think it was quite lopsided. I, I think Bruno played how Juan Mata normally plays when he's on mm. the right. He, he he came deep at times, and Telez was responsible for holding the width on the left. So I, I don't think Bruno really pay, played too different, to be honest with you. I think he he played like an inverted role, but I wouldn't call him like a traditional wide player. I like the I like the way Bruno played, and I think it just shows when a team is lacking confidence to bring a player in like Juan Mata, like Nemanja Matic too. I think he's Matic, crucial in this yeah. conversation. Talking about how United kept the ball, Bruno's brilliance is. Scoring goals and creating goals. But we don't really speak about him in that elite vein when we're talking about his possession of the ball. In fact, it's probably the the criticism uh, in in his performances. But the the difference here is with those two players in the team, Bruno had the license to get forward a little bit. He had the license to focus on what he does best. And then he scores the goal. And then that sets the platform for for the rest of his evening. Bruno will be back. His best position is number 10. It should be. I, I don't think I'm going to read too much into that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just two comments here before we sort of get into sort of discussing the match and the goals because it's been a while since we've been discussing three goals. So definitely we'll get into that. But George saying, um, hi, lads. Old boys do the business. Yeah, age is just a number. You've got Ronaldo, Matic and um, why matter, So yeah, everyone's saying they're too old, lost their legs. Where would be where would it be without those three after that performance? But Mata best signing after Fergie came from Chelsea when he was picking eight years, good servant of the club where... I don't know, I don't want to sort of flood this conversation with one matter, love. I think maybe sort of do a standalone episode tomorrow if anyone's got time. I could put the one matter flag up behind me and just sort of go through his time at United. I've got nothing to do, Larry, tomorrow night, so I might do that. But um, Adam, good to see you, mate. And board chief from the football capital, good win. But I want to throw this to you, Larry, before we get into the goals, but annoying that they're showing it now. We're happy. We're so excited, not excited, but sort of grateful for the performance and the result. does it leave a bit of a sour taste thinking, hang on, where, where was this when the pressure was on?
1: Yeah, I understand. Or was, it, or,
0: or, where, or was it on the bench or the right wing in one matter? Was it, am I, tell me if I'm stupid, but was it down to his inclusion?
1: Look, I think I, I don't, it's difficult, but I don't want to go over the top here. I think one Mata was perfect. And I mean, at least from my side, I'm going to stay consistent on this. Juan Mata absolutely could have been utilized more this season, undoubtedly. But where he can be utilized is against the likes of Brentford, who teams who either attack you with the ball or will give you possession. And that's what Brentford did today. He's perfect for that sort of game. I'm not going to sit here, rewrite history, and tell you Juan Mata was the solution to our midfield problems all season. It, it's just not right to do that. The, the other side is, even in his cameos, he's looked good when he's come on. But you can't tell me his performances alone would have meant that we our, our season pans out differently. I don't think it would have. There are I, too think many more, I think
0: out. it was more on Nemanja Matic. If we could have got more out of Nemanja Matic this season yeah. in that role. I think mean, that I, was. i agree one hundred
1: percent there. I think you've seen the level of performance increase with Matic, and today was the perfect storm of one Mata in the perfect situation doing what he can do best. It's a shame the Ronaldo goal was offside. That ball from Mata, yeah. from a wide position, it looks the brilliance of one Mata. He can make simple things look easy, but that pass isn't easy. It, it a very classy performance.
0: Yeah, definitely. Rob here saying no Rashford, Maguire, sure. Good result. Coincidence? I think not. We'll be interested to go through who played and who was the best performance this season. Obviously, Larry made the point that maybe sort of more exciting games in regards to Leeds results. Um, but in regards to a dominant display in what Ralph Rangie wants and obviously what Ten Hag would probably want looking forward, you definitely have to say it was the best performance of the season. Just, just a shame it has sort of sort of come at a time where we're sort of trying to secure Europa League qualification. But before we get into some more one-matter chat at the end in regards to 3-2-1s, there were some goals. Bruno Fernandes didn't have a bad performance, but kind of just normal performance is sort of on the fringes of some uh, players who sort of performed a little bit better than him through no fault of his own. But this is a player who's been woefully out of form in the worst form of his time at United. And ultimately, look, Diego Delo does the hard work with a good ball and Alanga does some fantastic work down the right wing to get the cross in. But ultimately, look, it's a relatively easy finish. But for someone out of form, you still had to put it away. And um, it's actually just one of those good goals you just want to see because we've always discussed over the years, okay, that's what a Manchester City goal looks like. And back in the 90s, we knew what a Manchester United goal looked like. Over the last 10 years, we haven't seen a Manchester United goal. We don't know what that is. It's just there's this thing about individual brilliance under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and all that. But that is a goal we like as Manchester United fans. Fullback put it down the line to a quick winger. Winger cuts it back. Good finish by your midfielder arriving late into the box. Um, talk me about that goal.
1: Yeah, loved it. it. I I thought the same thing you did watching it. I thought this is such a Manchester United goal. I felt like I was. I felt like it was ninety nine again. It, it was nice to watch, to be honest. Not obviously not a Beckham style cross. It felt like a Ryan Giggs cross. It was uh, very much right by the byline, cutting it back in. Um, look, I, I enjoyed the goal, Tom and. Bruno, yeah, in terms of his entire performance, not bad, kind of just blends it in. But I think that's the sort of performance you want from someone who's not been in the in the best vein of form. Uh, there's not really too much more to add to it, really. But uh, can I say Diogo Delo, uh, the opportunity with Ronaldo early on in the match, brilliant ball. I didn't know he had that in his locker. So credit where yeah. it's true. He nearly did it twice, to be fair.
0: Yeah, no, it was a very clever ball. This thing, I, I was literally just going to bring it up and George throws a comment in, which sort of is a nice segue into it. That first goal doesn't happen with Rashford's current work rate. A length times he's run perfectly, tracks it down, puts it on a dime for Bruno. And I was going to bring it up in regards to, and I thought, Look, I don't want to bring Rashford into this and sort of dig him out because it's not the place to. We? we need to be discussing the positivity around the people who are on the pitch. But simply the reason I think, and here I made a case for one, might have been the difference in while we played well. That wasn't the case for me. Obviously, it's a huge case, but the big sort of turning point for me was we had 11 players out there or 10 players on the field. They all worked. Like, and not just specifically for this game, but in re- just in general, they're players that run. They're all players that run. And the moment you have one player who doesn't run and puts the effort in, everything falls apart. And that run from Alanga looks very basic. Looks Diego Delo just puts the ball in behind and Alanga runs through. But it's the extra 2% Alanga puts in to check in towards Delo to bring the defender. And that's a lot of effort. You think, oh, it's just a two-yard sprint and then sprint the other way. That 2% is a killer. As a player, it's the last thing you want to do. Like, because you think, well, I'll just make the run. But Rashford will just make the run. And that's what often he gets caught offside or he sort of runs into traffic, sort of thing. It has to, you have to put 100% commitment in. And I don't think Rashford does that run. Alanga does it perfectly. And whatever we think of Alanga's quality, that goal, okay, good cross, good finish. But ultimately, it comes down to his work rate.
1: I think when we're talking about Alanga, and I agree with everything you've said there, but just because a player isn't doesn't have world-class potential. It doesn't mean he doesn't have a, 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 a time and a place to be utilised. Jisong Park, one of my favourite ever United players. He's not even United's top 50, if you talk about the players who have done the great red of Manchester United. But his work rate is phenomenal. He was chosen in Champions League finals over the likes of Dimitar Berbatov. It tells you that sometimes the player with the work rate will do a job for you Time and place, you know what I mean? And I just think you and I both agree in terms of Alenga's ceiling, but that doesn't mean he can't push on whether he's on loan next season or not. It doesn't mean he can't be a valuable squad member because what you do get out of him is what you're not getting out of the likes of Marcus Rashford, a guaranteed work rate, and that—and that's what you need.
0: No, definitely hard to disagree there. And look, we'll discuss Ronaldo in the 3-2-1s, because I'm sure his name will pop up there. But we'll just move on to the third goal, and... um. As things are with Manchester United now, set piece kings. Another goal from a corner. Rafael Varane gets his first goal. I saw a good meme saying, you know how it has the how it started meme, like the first photo and how it's going. How it started first day of the season, holding the shirt. How it's going At the end of the season in May, he finally scores his first goal. But um, maybe just a quick bit on Raphael Varane in regards to his, I wouldn't say form in a title-winning partnership with Victor Lindelof, but you can tell it's a little bit more stable than um, anything that Harry Maguire is involved with.
1: The more they've played together, they have been shaky. I thought particularly against Arsenal not too good. But the more they've played together, there, there looks to be a, a, an improved stability there. Uh, look, I think in the fullback areas, regardless of their performances today, I think United really need to look at the fullbacks, both both sides. I just, the, the options at the moment are, they left little to be desired. But in saying that, I, I like what I saw of... Uh, of Lindelof and Varane. Varane, i got to say, I do have to be critical of him here. I've been critical of Maguire all season. Criticism where it's due, Varane's pass selection at times is so poor. He put De Gea under awful pressure. I saw it on Twitter earlier. People yeah. giving De Gea yeah. dogs abuse. What did you want him to do? <laughs> Diego Delos pass. Oh, my gosh. What well, was that? That,
0: that? Pass? That was a shot. Kind of a goal. Yeah. That, that could have gone down as a shot for Brentford.
1: Oh, awful. So that's the thing. I, I like what Varane's doing defensively now. It looks like he's getting a bit of a rhythm, but his pass selection needs to be a lot better. He's putting his goalkeeper and other players at times under pressure.
0: Definitely. Adam, here was Ronaldo crying after the game. Just saw some photos that looked like it. If so, what was that about? Well, I think we'll discuss Ronaldo when we get the 3 2 ones, and I think we all turned into sort of body language experts, saying was he waving goodbye or sort of is he waving to someone in the crowd or what does that mean? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? But we'll discuss that um, in the three, two, ones. But is there anything else, sort of match related, we want to discuss before we give one matter three points? <laughs>
1: uh, no, Tom. Let's let's rip straight into three, two, ones.
0: Well, we'll bring the Banner up then. In regards to three, two, ones, then, like, is there anything else to discuss on one matter? Because I could do it in regards to I don't know. I could do a standalone episode and everyone sort of go through his highlights. This is not the time for that. And obviously, I I'm sort of not hiding my bias in there. But what I would say. Football opinions, are, they're weird. I think we all sort of shy away from some opinions and we stick firm with some. And we're very often wrong. Like I, some of the ones I, I put my hand up, I stuck by Harry Maguire for far too long. I, I thought we could play through this. And I think I've been proven wrong there. I go back and I thought Danny Welbeck should have been playing over Robin Van Persie. I thought Van Persie was going to be a poor signing. Here I was, that was proven wrong. But I will stand by the, my thinking that I know deep down in my heart I was right about one matter. He should have been playing a lot more, not just this season. Okay, the situation comes about. He hasn't been playing for a couple of years. His younger players come towards the end of his career potentially. Okay, I understand his game time is going to be limited. But his time at United from 2014, nine years. Well, he's coming on to his ninth season sort of thing. So it's one of those ones where I know deep down if we played, if we got more out of him, we would have had potentially, I don't know if we go um, like a Premier League legend or a club legend, I'm sort of not sure where his sort of status holds at the moment. But um, I know I was right with that one matter. Sort of admiration, I'd say.
1: Tom, what a speech! It's just so gives me warm and fuzzy feelings. Can I make an argument to give Ronaldo the three points though? I thought one – Just hear me out. Just hear me out. One mata was brilliant, but what I think one matas performance did was allow Ronaldo to show his qualities. I thought their link up at times was brilliant. Ronaldo on a different night has to at least the double and, and I thought he if you look at the shot one Mata had I just thought Ronaldo's build up play there now those two players linked up well now they, they should have argue, been linked up a lot more to kind of argument my own point maybe Mata deserves the 3 points for showing us what the the even bigger problem that Ronaldo is that that we already knew he was so um Time. But on that on that
0: on, on that tying Ronaldo into one matter in that discussion and the 3-2-1 sort of thing, it got more out of Ronaldo. You could see what Ronaldo had that springy step and enjoyed the sort of linking up and always looking to left or right. He, he knew someone was there. He knew he could sort of flick something off and it would stick. He always knew okay, one man is gonna give the ball to my right foot, like the correct foot, sort of thing. And there was a confidence in Ronaldo. And obviously Ronaldo is a player that is never short on confidence. He doesn't need any extra. But having one matter around him, I think, gave Ronaldo a bit of a boost and Look, I'm going to stick by my sort of firm thoughts that one managed to get the three points. But in regards to Ronaldo's performance, you could argue maybe one of his best performances as well.
1: Absolutely, that's the thing. Ronaldo looked dangerous. Every aspect of his game, his runs were brilliant. Uh, Can I say it didn't turn into a goal? And this is, I'm a football nerd in this respect. If you look at the movement Ronaldo makes for the shot, Diego Delo ends up having where Delo hits the hits the upright. Ronaldo's movement there, he's in between the defenders. He's in between the centre-back and the full-back. Then he adjusts his run because he sees what Diogo Delo's driving into the space to go outside the full-back. And then he's intelligent enough to lay it off. Ronaldo is such an intelligent footballer. I don't think he gets enough credit there. I think yeah. people are too busy thinking about the flicks, the tricks, the the cutbacks and so forth. But he's so intelligent. With all that said, Tom, I'm, I don't want to spoil your night. I'm happy to forfeit. The three points to El Madge.
0: Yeah, He makes a late run for the 3 two ones. maybe a few more men in the matches. He can climb up that ladder. But, okay, we are two points for Ronaldo, three for one matter. Straightforward one for Madge? Or is there anyone else that are... No, well, I, I think, think everyone, everyone played relatively well, but I think Madge mm. proved a difference, I think.
1: Those three were the best players on the pitch by far. I think you take those three out, you replace them with Rashford, Rashford, Fred, and who else yeah. am I missing? Rashford, Fred, and who's the other player? I don't know. Whoever.
0: Yeah, no, look, definitely don't want to get into a sort of sling contest and saying, okay, we've only played well because these guys didn't play. Like some of those players are going to have futures at United under 10 Hag next season, and the likes of Matic and one matter won't. So they're players we do need to get behind. But I just think, sadly, not just under Ralph Frank, Solskjaer, but Mourinho as well. Obviously, one well, matter came in before Mourinho, two managers before Mourinho. And I just think it's just a shame that we'll get into the stage at the end of their career that they had to come off at, so, so I'm glad they came off with a with a win and got a standing ovation Because you imagine if we were drawing one or at Brentford against Brentford or losing and they had to be subbed off what that reception they would have got a bad reception, but it's just a, a lasting image that wouldn't have been good. Like, I think everyone's seen the photo of Wine Matter walking down the tunnel. It's just it's a good image now, um, considering the positivity around the result. But you're definitely happy to give Nemanu manage one point. Um just go through one or two more Thank you George comments I me to say. Well, we'll get into Lingard after this. Um, well, I feel like Cantona um, kicking Tim Sherwood today. Tim Sherwood, I don't know how he keeps getting a gig on um, Optus Sport. Um, George, here with a shout for Lingard. I, I thought Lingard was good, and, and not in regards to quality or anything, but just in regards to, unfortunately, what he offers over um, Marcus Rashford at the moment. And um, just one more just here. I, George,
1: I think Lingard. if those three players weren't on the pitch, I think Lingard yeah. would be next in line. But those three, I think, clear clear head and shoulders above everyone else.
0: No, definitely. And the other George here, we'll just bring this up now um, after three, two, one. 3-2-1. So thanks, everyone, for your comments in regards to that. Jesse Lingard. Okay, Nemanja no, Matic got a great reception. One Matter got a great reception. Um, Jesse Lingard's brother was under the impression that Jesse Lingard definitely deserved one. Obviously, he did sit on the bench, didn't come on, and I don't have it in front of me, but obviously he went on a bit of an Instagram rant, um, put on his stories. I don't have it, the correct word in front of me, but along the lines of 20 years at the club, scored in all these cup finals, won all these trophies, and didn't get a proper farewell. First of all, from a brother's point of view, family, I like him sticking up for his brother and wanting the best for him and sharing frustration. I've got no issue with that. Fair play to him. To air it publicly, though, in the way that he has, not for the first time, this is the second, third, fourth, fifth time that he's done this. The Jesse Lingard situation, I just think there's two sides to this. Yes, in an ideal world, Jesse Lingard, the club could do better by Jesse Lingard, but I'm telling you what, Jesse Lingard could do better by the club, and I don't think he's handled himself fantastic this season, so... Did Roy Keane get a proper send-off? Did Ruud Van Nistro get a proper send-off? Beckham get a proper send-off? It would have been nice to see Jesse Lingard get it, but ultimately he didn't. Move on.
1: Yeah, agree 100%. Agree 100%. Roy Keane, if you think of the way he left the club, hmm. Roy Keane goes down as United's greatest captain. It will take someone monumental to even get into the argument with all due respect to Rio Ferdinand and Manny Madic. And and Brian Robson, like Brian Robson, you know I hold Brian Robson in a higher court. Robson and Keane, the best Manchester United captains by far. You look at how Keane left the club. You you have no right. Sorry, you you just have no right. You've been well paid by the club. Nothing you did was for free. You created a fuss with Ralph Rennick post January transfer window. Like spare me, please.
0: Well, Borce here, in regards to that little bit there, um, Lingard the leak, and, and a lot of those fingers sort of do point towards Jesse... Well, we had proof oh, that so he's talking well about... Week. So um, I think that is one thing, I think Ralph Frank has taken exception to that. In regards to... We saw Ralph Frank a couple of months ago was signing autographs, and a fan said, oh, you should play Jesse Lingard ball. And Ralph said, oh, he's leaving in a few months. So now, obviously, a lot of players leave leaving. He played one matter in Emmanuel manage, so that's not the case. But I think he did take exception to what was getting out of the dressing room, and I think... I don't want to accuse players of like a Marcus Rashford, Luke Shaw, Jesse Lingard, or Dean Henderson, but that group, it does. All all the fingers did point to them in regards to those leaks. So, look, I like Jesse Lingard, but ultimately it's just a case that it's come to an end. I I think he'll get a run in against Brighton and um, who's our last game, Crystal Palace. Um, But, okay, he wants a farewell. Well, I'm sure one matter and Phil Jones wanted a farewell as well. And I think they've been more deserving in regards to their. More importantly, maybe in this season the situation found themselves in. More importantly, off their field, the off-field behaviour um, has warranted that send-off. So fair play to them. But um, is there anything else I'm sort of missing in regards to the match or three two ones or anything else I've missed?
1: Um, I'd like to talk about Ronaldo and his reaction and yeah, well, body language experts. <laughs> who-
0: well, what did you make of it? Because obviously they did do the lap of honour, a lap of honour or a lap of appreciation for the fans and. Um, well, that, that was the thing with just my last bit on One Matter before I do the special episode tomorrow. I promise I won't bore anyone anymore. But sort of, I was watching that whole game and sort of thinking of it through Eric Ten Hag's eyes, thinking, if I'm Ten Hag, what am I seeing? How am I viewing this match? And when I was watching One Matter, I was thinking, Ten Hag's going to walk into Carrington tomorrow. or Maybe not tomorrow, but you know what I mean? He's going to walk into first day and think, hang on, why is this best player on the field leaving for free? And then he'll get further information and say, hang on, you've been playing him on the bench and right wing for seven years. What, what on earth is happening here? So I think Ten Hag would have been sort of in for a little bit of shock like that. And you think, okay, who's he going to get a tune out of next season? then you start looking for body language and I was sort of clinging to a bit of excitement or think, well, if he sees this One Matter performance, maybe he'll be on the phone to One Matter first thing tomorrow and say, hey, I've got a spot for you next season. So when One Matter substitution came around, I was looking for body language signs, say, okay, who's he going to wave to? And so, so it was just normal something. Oh, there might be a bit of hope that he stays. Ultimately, he gets subbed, and it's a definite farewell. He's definitely off. But then the eyes sort of turn to Cristiano Ronaldo and what's his post-match reaction going to be? And um, I think we had a bit of a discussion as well. I think I'm along the lines of you. It wasn't a goodbye wave by Ronaldo.
1: I don't think so. It was just the camera. If you actually have seen Ronaldo post-match at Old Trafford after a win, crucially after a win, he always claps the fans. He doesn't tend to walk towards the Stratford end or anything like that. He gives an applause and he heads down the tunnel. Likes to do his hydrotherapy, credit where it's due. But no, nonetheless, I, I'm not reading anything into it. If you look at the way Nemanja, Matic, yeah. Phil Jones, one Mata went around Old Trafford compared to what Ronaldo did, very different scenarios. I don't, I, I don't see him going anywhere. And that's another thing, football capital, spot on. Ronaldo said, I'm not finished. He's saying, I can still play at this level. And I think he wants to come back next season. Like, what a disappointment it would be. I tweeted this last week. We waited 11 years for this time. We waited 11 years for Ronaldo to make his homecoming return. Do we really want him to whimper out on a sixth or seventh finish? He's, he's Has a he been. Of this game.
0: It might have been Josh I was discussing. I don't know if it was you or Josh or Vin you know, or George. I forget who had on the podcast a couple of days ago talking about Ronaldo. And we sort of made the sort of joke in regards to the way Jose Mourinho celebrated finishing second and saying it was my greatest ever achievement. If you look back, and obviously this is not great, Ronaldo's greatest achievement in regards to what he's achieved sort of with Real Madrid and obviously Manchester United in the first spell, he's the second top scorer or maybe, maybe he's third behind Son now. Uh, I think Son scored a few goals over the weekend. But he's up there with the Premier League top goal scorers. Ronaldo has come in for a lot of praise from Manchester United fans and a lot of criticism from both fans and the outside media. But looking back at all things, taking all things into consideration, has he been one of the most underrated players in the Premier League this season?
1: The amount of goals he's managed to surmount given the season we've had, given the lack of opportunities he's been provided. Seriously, I don't know what's happened to Ronaldo the last few weeks, Tom, but he's put in his best level of performances over the last couple of weeks. performances,
0: yeah, have definitely been there over the goals.
1: That's the thing. I mean, I did a whole video around Ronaldo not being clinical, He's been nothing but clinical over the last couple weeks. The second the ball's near him, he's getting it into the net. And I, uh, I, I purely put the level of performance or inconsistency in Ronaldo's performance down to the, the overuse of him. I think if you can get that next striker in next season, allow Ronaldo to... I think he still becomes our main striker, but I think if you can allow him to be rested... You're going to see a whole new player next season. I'm telling you, I think next season, if he sticks around, it's going to be completely different.
0: How much of that has your opinion changed in regards to the last couple of sort of weeks and obviously the sad news in his personal life? Has the situation changed for you in regards to his motives or his sort of not ambition, but his acceptance next season of potentially playing a lesser role? Or do you think it's still going to be Ronaldo, the Ronaldo that we know in regards to stuff unfit on first name on the team sheet? But and that could potentially cause if if I'd, I, I think Eric Ten Hag, any manager, let alone Ten Hag, Mourinho, whoever comes into a team and Ronaldo is an option, you're going to want to use him. Uh, I think no matter, okay, doesn't fit my system, I'll find a way to fit him in my system. That Ronaldo and Messi, they're two players you do that for, but ultimately, yes, you do have to look at his age and his body. It's like, has your opinion changed? Because at the start of the season, I'm thinking, okay, a year ahead, he's not going to want that in a year's time, he's going to be one to play every game. And but I'm starting to come around to the idea that maybe because of the off-field stuff and one or two little things and one or two injuries as well, that maybe he will sort of maybe lean to sort of accepting things.
1: Yeah, I think it's almost been a little bit lazy, to be honest. I mean, does any player want to not play, even at 33, 34, 35? I imagine one Mata, if he was chosen every week, wouldn't say, oh, no, sorry, coach, I'm happy to sit on the bench, thanks. He'd be playing. Every player wants to play. If you can actually think back to Nemanja Matic in Solskjaer's first full season in charge, he actually made some comments in the media about challenging Solskjaer, questioning his yeah. role in the in the team, if you remember. And then from January onward, and, and this is when COVID first happened, Matic was in a major part of our run into finishing third that season. So it's always important to remember that Ronaldo is probably more vocal and to the eye, he naturally animates a little bit more. Every player wants to play every player wants to play. So I think it's it's about the manager, Ten Hag, managing Ronaldo's expectations and taking him out when it's needed. But I don't look do not expect Ronaldo to be second choice next season. Let's get that right. He'll be first choice. It's just about bringing him out every now and then, particularly around that that Christmas period when you're playing a game every couple every couple of days. He can't be playing every game that time.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. He made with a good one. Obviously, be critical of Cristiano Ronaldo at the start or towards the start of the season. I personally apologise to Ronaldo questioning him this season. He accepted and apologised for making me feel that way. God bless him. Look, I think that's been the tough thing with Ronaldo at the moment, and Bruno's getting a little bit now, but in regards to Ronaldo, the criticism, not of him personally, like in regards to his performances or goals, but just the criticism of the whole package was always very valid. And we said this on the day he signed, it was probably the highlight of our season, the day that he was unveiled or that Fabrizio Romano tweet and everything, it was an unbelievable day. And, but that was probably the highlight of the season in regards to sort of off-field stuff. But all the criticisms were valid in regards to, okay, is it the right sign-in? Why are Man United signing him? Are they signing him because they don't want him to go to City? Are they signing him to sell shirts? Are they signing him as a panic? They don't want to buy another striker. There's so many legitimate criticisms with, with the signing. But on top of that, there were so many positives. And I just look at it again. I used it a couple of sort of weeks ago, talking about the sort of romanticism in football. And I look back at it now, and it has been a success. Now, yes, trophies are a success, and it hasn't quite got there yet. And it might not. It might not. And in a year's time, we might be looking at the Ronaldo sign as a absolute disaster. But at the moment, the things that I've seen him do first, I've seen him back in a red shirt, which I waited 11, 12 years for. That's enough for me. I wanted to see him back. But also, in regards to, we've seen him come on to be the greatest scorer. in football's history but that that is something that that's part of manchester united's history now okay not all those goals came at united but he achieved that at old trafford scored 800 goals um the 800th goal was at old trafford i believe from memory so moments like that okay yes there's not a trophy it's not a league cup it's not a champions league but they are memories that will stick with
1: you they are but i just for the status that he holds in the game and he goes down as a United legend he won a ballon d'Or, and how many players have won a ballon d'Or playing for manchester united so he goes into elite folklore just there but i think it would it would be look his legacy is set anyway like he could retire tomorrow no one's going to question what a legend he's been for the game but i just think just to close the chapter on his manchester united career i don't think ronaldo and manchester united's worst ever finish in the premier league belong together so I, i'd really hope that he sticks around Purely because, one, I I genuinely do believe we're going to see a positive, a positive season next season. Secondly, where else does he go? Where that's, is there a greater challenge than what's facing you at Manchester United? Imagine the plaudits he gets if he is part of the, of the team that wins the Premier League next season at 38 years of age. I, I don't even
0: think – and yes – Premier League, 100%. I don't even think Premier League, I I think, and yes, his legacy is set. doesn't matter what he does. He could fail next season. He's a legend of football and legend of United. I don't even think it even has to be the Premier League. I think the situation we've found ourselves in, look, maybe not the League Cup. Personally, I'll take the League Cup. But if he wins as an FA Cup or a Europa League, obviously it's it's not the Champions League, but if he can get his hand on silverware, I think that's as good as the Premier League. Now, ultimately, yes, fingers crossed. It is the Premier League, but I just think it's a trophy in my opinion.
1: I'm with you, but... Let's stream big. Why not? Okay? No, but seriously, why not? If we get the right players in, if the system fits, there's no reason. Ralph Rennick, if Ralph Rennick can say it himself, and he's got more to lose than I do, if Ralph Rennick can say we can turn this around quickly, then I have to believe that we can. And I, I, I genuinely don't believe we're as bad as the league table suggests. United have underperformed this season. This isn't a side that should be finishing sixth or seventh. I think with a few key acquisitions we can climb up that ladder. With a little bit of luck, you never know. I hmm.
0: no, definitely just wanted to wrap up. Um, actually, two questions here. Just last one. Uh, Mike, interesting comment from Ralph who said this. Apparently, Ronaldo doesn't want to be in the central striker position. Thoughts on, and it's his accurate quote. Well, I don't know if it's accurate or not, but we'll discuss it just quickly. What have you made of Ronaldo's position? What is he now? Is he a striker? Because it's so often you do look at Ajax and the Ajax sort of – Occasionally do play, uh, not as a false nine, but he's a player who comes and drops deep. And Ronaldo sort of takes dropping deep to an extreme. He doesn't drop deep to sort of get involved in the play. The way I see Ronaldo drops deep is just sort of to sort of give a false sense of security to the defenders. So the defenders are focused elsewhere. So okay, i got nothing to do. Where's Ronaldo? Okay, he's over there. And then the focus sort of shifted. Then he can sort of creep in. That's why he gets on the end of so many crosses. So in regards to Ronaldo's position next year in a Ten Hag system and what he wants, obviously we're going to find out a lot more of Ten Hag in pre-season and we'll see what he sort of wants to do and what formations are there. But um, is Ronaldo that, that sort of that focal point in regards to a striker or has he just got to almost – because he drifts wide. I'm not saying he's a winger, but where do you see him in a Ten Hag system Like in regards to what Ten Hag wants out of him? Like he's not going to be someone sort of leading from the line sort of doing doggies sort of thing, but he's not the player – Sort of to come in and really link up the play like a traditional false nine would in regards to like a Roberto Firmino or anything, he doesn't do it in that role. He's very unique and he's earned the right to be very unique in the way he does things because of his goal record. But it's hard to sort of put him down as a sort of position.
1: Well, he, he is he is a striker. Essentially, you want him operating between the box. And that's why he does his best work ultimately at, at this point in his career. I mean, he, sure, he's, he's not a target man. He, he's not he's not like the traditional number nine but there's not many traditional number nines left in the game if I'm being entirely honest. Edison Cavani, how many Edison Cavani's are there at the moment? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just think yes, he's a bit unique. He's almost like this is gonna I'm, I'm gonna get ridiculed for this but I think you'll get my point. If you think of the sort of striker Javier Hernandez was, Chicharito, Ronaldo is a much better version of that. He can obviously do a little bit more. But that's the sort of striker he is. Gets on the end. He still has explosive short burst of pace. Good positioning. He scores goals. He's a fox in the box.
0: No, definitely. Just a quick question to wrap up, um, Larry. Quick one here from um, Josh. Thoughts on the 1-10 to 10 Hag song. Um, Belter or Bolter? I just hope it doesn't become too public. I don't know if the Premier League could deduct points or not.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. It's lyrically lacking. Put it that way.
0: It is bad. It's bad, but um look. One of those. So sometimes they catch on, and look. We win our first game of the season. People start seeing that. It'll catch on, and it'll become an all-time classic. But always a pleasure to have everyone in the live chat. Obviously, some good moods compared to recent weeks when we've been discussing some flat performances and disappointing results. So good to see everyone in here with a smile on their face and Larry in an upbeat mood. And um, anything else we've missed before we do wrap up,
1: mate? Wrap it up. We've we've been happy. Wait, hold on. Emad's flirting with me. <laughs> I don't know what that means.
0: You can message him privately. Pay pay for a private message. But in regards to that, obviously it is Tuesday. I don't know when our next game is. Obviously, there's a two week gap after our in between our second, last and last game. So I think we played this Saturday night. So we'll definitely come to you with a preview. Um ahead of the is we got Brighton. Away at Brighton, so away at Brighton. We'll be interested that team selection. We haven't even mentioned the kids going Fernandez, Hannibal, um, all on the bench. We didn't even mention them today, unfortunately. Um, Far more pressing issues in regards to the other players saying goodbye to the club. But um, maybe tomorrow, depending on what my schedule looks like and Larry's schedule looks like, I think we could. What are your thoughts, Larry? A One matter sort of podcasting, just sort of looking back at his time because I think you brought the question up on the Instagram in regards to has he been United's best signing post-Fergie? I'm just thinking looking back at his time at United because he's one year away from a testimonial, unfortunately, missing out on that. Um, He has had some highlights and sort of lowlights. I personally don't think he's had too many lowlights, but he's overseen such a lowlight for Manchester United in terms of the period that he's been here. But I'd love to sort of go through his time at United and just reminisce because I'd rather do that than discuss Jesse Lingard's brother or Paul Pogba's contract.
1: Yeah, of course. Can I just say, though, on United, if we win the next game against Brighton, we're we're short of Europa League. So if that happens, what I do want to see in the final game against Palace, play the kids.
0: I think almost do that. Can we not make Europa League now? Uh, I'm sure we can't make the. Con- I'm positive there is a situation. Mathematically,
1: but- we we can. Uh, we'd need to lose every game and West Ham win all their games. Yeah. So. But the lowest well, we finish is we- seventh.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll see that. Um. Obviously, we'll we'll do a preview later in the week ahead of that game. Adam, just reminded us here. Sunday morning, two thirty. So Saturday night game for us. We we'll can definitely preview mathematically that.
1: Mathematically, make top four. By the way, if Arsenal and Tottenham lose all their games.
0: Well, they play each other as well. Um, it would be good to watch that as a neutral, unfortunately. Who are you hoping there to make the top four? Tottenham, surely?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I Just Arsenal fans think that Mikel Arteta has been brilliant. I mean, Tottenham have had to contend with uh, the Europa Conference League at times this season as well. So if, if Arsenal, despite having no European football, failed to make the top four, it would be bloody hilarious.
0: Yeah, and I want to watch an Amazon documentary at the end of the season in regards to the Arsenal all or nothing. And I don't want a good ending to that. I want um, to end in tears. So um, fingers crossed, Tottenham can do us a favor. When do,
1: Arsenal, when do Arsenal Tottenham play? That's going to be a massive game. I
0: mean, it's this. I think it's like the second last game. So I don't know if they've got an extra game on us. Yeah, or they have, so they have. So probably in between. I think they've got Leeds this week. Then they probably play one more before the end of the season. Because after this game against Brighton, I think we've got a two week break until the Palace game.
1: Wow. That's sad. So.
0: I yeah, don't know what we'll discuss, but well, I'm sure we'll have something to discuss, but um, make sure you are subscribed so when we do go live, you can join us and get your opinions on. Um, truly appreciated. it. Um, thanks for everyone in the live chat. Make sure you do leave a like on the video on your way out if you're happy that we finally had a good performance and three points. And, um, Larry, I'll chat to you when I chat to you. Cheers, mate. Cheers, guys. Cheers.